Hey guys, and welcome into the show. Thanks so much for joining us. On this week, we mostly talk about Raya and the Last Dragon, the new Disney film that is now available on Disney Plus with Premiere Access. So um, if you haven't seen it yet, there are going to be spoilers, but if you have seen it, we hope you enjoy the discussion. Um, if you would like to follow the show, you can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is The Talking Llamas Podcast. Our Instagram page is at Talking Llamas Podcast. You can also email us. Uh, email us. Our email address is talkinglamaspod at gmail.com. That is talkinglamaspod at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, and concerns you can send there. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe wherever you are listening to us. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and a review and let us know what you think of the show. That's a good way of supporting us. And you can always tell a friend, too. That's a very good way of, of getting the word out about the show. Okay, and without any further ado, I think this is episode 88 of the Talking Llamas podcast. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome into the show. I am Robert Camozzi, joined here, as always, by Thomas Nelson. Hi. Thomas, there's really not much news today. <laughs> what else is new? The only the only thing that we can talk about is that uh, something we kind of already talked about um, is, uh, I guess, a confirmation from the CEO, Chapek, that they are going to be opening in late April. So that's something. In Disneyland, mm, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, last week, as we were recording, the news had come in, or, you know, just before we were going to start recording, the news came in that uh, Disneyland and other, well, other, you know, entertainment and business operations in California could begin opening up in April. Um, turns out, actually, some news is that they could do it by the the Sunday before this comes out in some places. And I think in L.A. and Anaheim, it was projected that oh, if, if they wanted to, they could. But then they've said that, okay... Um, yeah, late April is going to be when we do it. Well, and they've already sold these tickets for the like taste yeah. of a ma- taste. What is it? Touch of magic. Yeah, a taste of magic. I don't know because they do taste, taste of something. Yeah, they do taste of flower and garden right, and right. stuff like that when it's you know sort of a truncated version. So I wasn't sure. Anyways, they've already sold these tickets, so we would kind of. I don't want to see devalue them. They would have to just give the money back for those tickets, I guess. If they yeah, they want to get all the money they can. Yeah, I also don't know if they'll be making money when they're at 15% capacity anyway. So, I saw a headline for an article this very day <laughs> that uh, that said, it was a projection. It was like, well, based on the trends of the uh, numbers, you know, COVID numbers, that the capacity at Disneyland when it opens up finally could be, I think it said 66% higher than originally anticipated. I don't know how that math works out, but anyway, the point is it, it would be a lot more than 15% by the time we get to April, late April. Well, yeah, because, I mean, with the vaccine and just overall immunity going, it seems like things are really trending in the right direction. Yeah, and that's um, kind of how it has to go, and this is the time in which it's happening. Um, so that's good news. I also, I this is one thing I wanted to mention, I forgot. This is what I was trying to remember. I saw that somebody for the taste, the touch of magic, excuse me. But touch of Disney. Oh, is it Touch of Disney or Touch yeah, of Magic? Yeah, Touch of Disney. Oh, God, Whatever. all these <laughs> names. Somebody I follow on Instagram 
posted like I don't even know what it was. It was like a an advertisement that someone put up, almost like it would be on Craigslist or something, but it's not Craigslist, it's something else. Basically saying like we accidentally, I think they said, made reservations for Lamplight Lounge during the, you know, touch of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um and apparently the reservations for both Carthay Circle and Lamplight Lounge have been extremely hard to come by. So they accidentally they accidentally made it for three people, even though there's only two of them. Mm-hmm. And they were selling their third spot for $100 or the price of the bill, whichever's cheaper. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which, you know what happened there. They they totally knew what they were doing and thought, oh, we'll sell it. You know, They should be, I mean, honestly, they should be stripped of their reservation, of their ticket. So what does that mean if you sell that reservation spot? Does that mean you sell it? You have to sit with them, first of all. So one person comes and sits with them. Yeah. Yeesh. I mean, hopefully they're interesting. You can at least talk about the scam they pulled. (laughs) That is just so (laughs) gross to me. I was like, ugh, yuck. I can't even believe that. Yeah. Well, it's the kind of thing that doesn't happen when you have just a regular admission to a park. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you make something special and coveted and so much competition, you're going to have people you know, taking advantage. We talked about it with the souvenir popcorn buckets. Well, and like Until the they Splash put, Mountain stuff when that yeah. closed down or when they said that they were changing it over, the lines for like when Disneyland first or Disney World first opened, the lines for that were just so long. I, I had The second I saw that they were getting rid of Splash Mountain, the version we have now, I bought up the, I bought the Funko Pops that I'd always kind of yeah. wanted but just never got because I knew that the second those went off Shop Disney, they were going to be hundreds of dollars on, you know, whatever second market. And so I'm glad I got them because it's just, you know, if I ever wanted them, I was never going to get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah, people are doing crazy stuff is the point. And, and like, now especially it's like, okay, well, if I really want to go to Lamplight Lounge, I'll just wait a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it almost yeah. seems like – you're kind of wasting your money on the event because you're getting less experience for unless you close don't plan to a park admission. Unless you don't plan on going to the park when it actually opens, which I don't know if you're willing to go to California Adventure for seventy dollars or whatever. I don't know why you wouldn't go to the but park like, once it opens. Yeah, like why wouldn't you just go to a park that has attractions open? You know, like you. It turned out like you didn't know when you bought the tickets, although it was like two days later at most that it happened this way. But you didn't know when you bought the tickets for Touch of Disney that. Yeah, you were going to basically be getting an okay deal. You yeah. thought it was a better deal than it turned out to be. Yeah. Well, you live and you learn. Maybe they can roll out some entertainment for the people. You know, like World of Color. Maybe. Maybe by the time they actually open it up, which is what in a week? Is it the eighteenth? Yeah, I think it's the yeah. So it'll be Thursday. So yeah. The, yeah, but will they even be because the hours two days from when this comes out? I also don't know if they're open late enough, like for it to be dark. You know. Good point. Good point. Well, anyway, that's how that goes. We'll wait and see. It'll be. Inter- I, I'm curious to know what the parks will look like. You know, if it'll be just like how Disney World was, or if it's different. You know, in terms of how they're doing things, I have no idea. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. I guess then we can just move on to our main topic, which is uh, it's, it's the newest movie from. Walt Disney Pictures, I guess, or from, you know, the Walt Disney, Disney company. animation yeah, yeah, studios, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. It's uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, Thomas, and this is available on Disney Plus for, with premium access. So, That's right. Hopefully you've all seen it. Um, 
we both watched this separately. Um, I think you watched it twice. I actually only got to watch it one time. Um, but I watched it with Peyton and Michaela, and you watched it twice. Um, so what were your initial thoughts? What did, what did you think? Because I know, I feel like your expectations of this movie were tempered going in. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm well, first, wrong about that. Well, first, uh, there will be spoilers. This is not a spoiler-free. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not that we're like, uh, you know only talking about that but that it's just going to happen and that's what it is um and so what do you mean by you thought i might have had tempered expectations what do you i just mean? feel like your expectations were kind of low going and that was the sense i got from you speaking to you about the the movie um you know the fact that there was no music it wasn't like a musical there was music obviously but there, it's not a musical oh. like a moana is yeah I'd, I'd brought that up i know i know why you got that impression from me but i brought that up because i seen i saw people on the internet praising the movie because it didn't mm, have musicals yeah. and it wasn't a musical and i thought well that's not really a point and it's like, like that's what Disney does. It's not a, like, yeah. we don't like the remakes because it's a trend that's weird and kind of lazy. That's not what they do as a company from their inception. Hmm. Musicals have been there forever. So it's, it's like, I when, you, you, when you watch Disney, it's not weird that they're doing musicals. It's not a point in, in a movie's favor if it's not a musical. Like, it's, we, yeah, it, because it's not, it's not like they're doing, so, it's like, oh, they're doing something original. Um, it, The thing that I think we have a problem with is, is, both the remakes and the sequels um you know particularly when they're not high quality or there's not really a story there to be told past, past a certain point so to say that oh they're breaking free of something and what they're breaking free of is mute now it, admittedly this is also an original story so that is something for me that is a point in its favor at least they're trying yeah um but not having music in of and itself um is not it's not a point in its favor. I think it actually works out in this film. I can't imagine this film with the characters singing. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't need it to be a musical. It was just weird for me to see people almost like they didn't like Disney because it had musicals, and I was like, wait a minute, that's what they do. It's not a trend they're taking part in. That's what they do, and then so this is just something else on top yeah. of that. Yeah. But anyway, we can move past that. My initial impressions. Um, I guess I did have somewhat lower expectations based on i look at people's reviews without spoiling anything usually before these movies comes out comes out and there was a fair amount of you know semi uh critical reviews not overly but you could see them they were there so I, i was like well okay i'll just watch it and see what i like and i actually really liked it uh it was i didn't find much about it that stood out as something i should not like <laughs> i mean yeah i just liked it I, it's not uh it's no frozen 2 i mean that was spectacular but Ugh, well tell me what you originally thought let's get I, this conversation going nothing stood out that i h- hated about it and nothing stood out that i loved about it that's kind of how i felt it was like and, and maybe i'm i don't know if i'm jaded or what's going on um both Michaela and Peyton loved it, like just really liked it. And mm-hmm. Peyton liked it more than she's liked movies, some of the more recent movies they've come out with. Maybe, maybe it's her favorite movie since Frozen Two. You know, it's been about uh, whatever a year or two mm-hmm. since that came out. I don't remember. Um, so you know, she liked it more than Soul, and which makes sense because Soul isn't as much for children. Um, but for me, it was it was just uh, it kind of felt in league with like Zootopia. Like it was just kind of and. I don't know. That's a movie I never feel like I have to watch. You know what I mean? I haven't watched. I don't watch it a lot. Um, so that's kind of what I took away from it. Is it just felt um, there's nothing wrong with it at all? Uh, in fact, it had some good moments, and 
Um, I think it looked good, actually. Um, you know, we've discussed before how, you know, it's not as labor-intensive to make things look great as it perhaps once was, but it still was visually appealing, um, so that's good. Um, I think the music actually is good. Like, it's good to listen to. I was watching a video today of, like, a blog of, you know, Mikhail and I are getting ready to go to Disney World, so we're watching these, like, food blogs and, and things of food that's there now um, that we can try, quick service stuff. And someone was in Animal Kingdom, and the song that plays at the end with the dragons there's no way for me to tell you what it is but um you mean the end of the film or when the dragons come come back yeah yeah that uh spoiler alert well we already it's a did a big that. time spoiler um spoiler yeah, count yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that song was playing and i was like oh this is this is a good song like, this is actually a good song on itself well, on, yeah, on its own. yeah so um you know there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it um i don't it but like you could see where it's kind of like a, a Moana type film almost. There's a, a lot of similarities it has. Yeah. Um, just kind of uh, the tropes of it. It's got like the, you know, the sidekick that she goes to find that's supposed to be like, you expect to be like this uh, very powerful, serious person. Like, you know, you expect the dragon kind of like you, it, Maui is set up to be this very serious person. He turns out to be kind of goofy and, mm-hmm and uh washed up same with this dragon kind of goofy not really what you expect and then hijinks ensues anyways there's a lot of similarities in that way and yeah, that's um, true and it doesn't rise to that level for me and so to that level of moana moana where it's there's a lot of things that are similar and it, it doesn't quite meet that for me and then so where i land with it is i feel the way i felt about zootopia which is to say i really liked it um and just if left to my own devices, I don't know when I'd watch it again, though. You know, like, I'm not planning my ne- the next time I watch it, necessarily. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I hey, I, th- there was never a moment where I was watching it where I was, like, checking my watch or anything. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I guess it just felt different for me to watch it. I, I haven't gone to watch Zootopia again since. Yeah, yeah seeing it in the theater oh really see i've seen I, it a couple times since but you have you have a daughter right and, yeah i know and uh we don't watch movies together anymore really and like we used to so it's a different setup i just didn't go back to it i remember putting it on my like uh my digital library you yeah. know but i never went to watch it again because it wasn't very enticing to me i would watch this again i already did that was more for the episode here so i understood it better but i i liked those moments like when the dragons came back and the music was playing it was a nice beautiful beautifully beautifully animated moment so yeah. a lot of really good things in there well the landscape and architectural animation is really incredible i mean like it's, yeah. it you know it's it's obviously technologically advanced so but it's also just you know there's more to how things look in a movie than just the way it's even animated it's also like the way you sh- like sh- i'm not shoot things i guess but the way you construct the scene and all that and all that is very visually appealing and you can tell there's a lot of effort and work that goes into that and um i thought that was all great i mean again it looks fantastic um i think our main concern was sort of about how the people look sort of um i don't even know what the word is basic maybe or um not textured in the way you might like yeah but- there's kind of a lack of texture yeah, but I, the, they look the a little cartoonish, maybe more than you'd expect. From, but it's not Pixar. Perhaps. I mean, it's just no. It's, I, it's the way things are now. I actually don't so, think it's a problem. Yeah. I was just saying that going into the film, it's something I noticed. You know, before you see all the landscapes and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that like you. You, you know who had texture? 
Coco. Yeah, but that's see that's Pixar though, and it's kind of a different okay, thing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because that's I was thinking the same thing. This is more you got to compare it more with like Frozen, you know? Because that's the that's the same studio. And Coco wasn't in Frozen. But what I'm saying is, is um, I know I know I know that. I'm, I'm just saying, imagine that <laughs> she's sitting there in her wheelchair. Oh, that Coco! I thought you meant like Grandma. Well, what do they call her? Mama Coco. I, I guess so. Know. Whatever. Anyways, the point being, well, she is Coco. That's who, exactly. You don't see any of those kind of that. Yeah, the texture, the detail, the grooves in people's skin and faces. Yeah. It's not really there and if you just look at Frozen as a recent example. Yeah, it's all smooth and which again, it's its own style, so it is what it is. Um But yeah, and I actually I so that initial scene where she's like in the dun not a dungeon, it's like a a temple or it's something. Like a temple, yeah. With booby traps and then she yeah. fights the guy who ends up being her dad, which, you know. Um, I actually thought that all looked really good. I, I enjoy the action scenes in this movie. Um, there's one in particular where she's fighting, I can't even remember her name now, but the daughter of the, like the kind of the villain, you know. The, I know I can't remember her name and I, I watched it again to pay attention for this and I didn't write it down. But um, There's a battle at the end of that where they're just going at it and, um, you know, Raya's just really angry and she's like just slamming her sword down and I, I thought that was fantastic. I think it looked cool it was i think it was well like you know choreographed i guess well yeah i just think you could really you really got the sense that she was just pissed and like pounding her sword down and was furious i thought that was great um that was probably my favorite moment of the movie what did you think about raya as a character i liked her um she obviously i guess a lot of this was she she was having trust issues was kind of the theme of the the movie where she had developed a, you know, she had trusted somebody in her past. Well, not, not just her, but, uh, her. And then she's like a microcosm of the whole broken Kumandra. Yeah. Which she kind of has reason to be because they all God, when, when all those tribes showed up, it was the worst when they showed up and just wanted that, the heart thing. And it was, it was the dragon stone. I think it's called. It was terrible. Like how they were just all, then it broke. It was just awful. It was such a very immature. So yeah, it's tough. Um, and I guess, you know, the sort of the, the message of it is, is it, you know, someone's got to take the first step of being trusting someone before, you know, other people are willing to, well, and that it takes courage to do that. And she doesn't even want to do it. She has to, you know, make a mistake yeah, so here's a question that I think we're in that vein. When the dragon um, tr- says she trusts the villain person, and you know she's going to take the piece of the heart, and the the villain is pointing the crossbow at her, and then she ends up shooting the dragon and killing her. Mm-hmm. Was she not going to shoot her? And the reason that the arrow went was because Raya anticipated that she was going to shoot her and hit her hit the crossbow and that caused her to hit the trigger yeah that was my interpretation it was kind of unclear because she then was like you know this is your fault as much as mine and i i had thought oh man it's raya's fault because if raya had just not done anything then she probably wouldn't have hit the trigger um but Ma- Michaela was confused she was like what is she talking about like she's the one who shot her but yeah no I, that was my well, interpretation as because well because the i think i want to say umari or something like that I'm gonna look up her name real quick, but the villain, the villain from what was it? Was it uh, Tail, Fang, Talon? I think it's Fang. <laughs> God, remember. it's tough. I think it's Fang. It is Fang. I think. I will learn this information. <laughs> but There's a lot anyway, of, it's hard to learn the mythology could, of the universe. Could, well, and they're not names. See, for me, when I learn a name, I I have to sort of see it to ingrain it. 
So reading it is important to me. And I am watching a film unless I have subtitles on, which I don't yeah. like because sometimes it ruins. You can read a line before they say it. Mm. And if it's a joke, yeah. especially, you're like, okay, that joke <laughs> didn't land anymore. Um, but when she had her finger going towards the trigger, unless I miss... She did. She was getting ready to pull it, but um, I guess we'll never know. But um, like, was she was the finger starting to go the other way, away from the trigger? Mm, just yeah. as right... I'd, I don't remember seeing that. Uh, Namari. Namari. Yeah, that's right. That's her name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Raya's... Raya's kind of cool. I, I read some uh, interviews, not interviews, reflections that people had on, on uh, Raya saying that she wasn't really, and others too, weren't really well-developed characters or very fully developed. The movie felt, I got, I kind of felt like it was a little rushed. Did you feel that way at all? I read that people felt that way. Yeah. I, I didn't really. You feel like it resolved itself rather quickly. If I tried to envision that it was too fast i could but mm. when i first watched it, that wasn't the impression i had yeah i just think they had a lot to do that you know they had to gather someone from each land basically is what ended up happening and maybe it was that yeah i feel like i didn't get attached that's another thing i didn't feel like especially the people who were in the like that they she kind of gathered along the way i didn't feel personally attached to any of them really um, you know the baby and the guy on the the kid on the boat, and then the older guy with the eye patch. I mm-hmm. didn't uh, I didn't feel particularly attached to any one of them along the way. So like maybe the movie could have been twenty more minutes. I don't know how long it was, but maybe that's too long. Um, they're just it, ma- it you, would have been too long. Yeah, you know, a couple hours over a couple hours. Maybe there's just a lot. There's just a lot to do and uh, not much time. Well, in terms of developing Raya as a character, I don't know that there was that much there to show. Because like what we saw is that she was a kid who was training, you know, yeah. warrior warrior style training under her father, who's so she's kind of like royalty where she is. Uh, when the 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 other is it four the other four sort of limbs of the broken Kumandra come to the heart um, land, they uh, Namari and Raya make eye contact, and Raya sort of has the a reaction of that oh this is another kid like i'm guessing there weren't that many kids she could play with mm. but that's another kid who's also kind of royalty so that was why she trusted her immediately yeah and then later on when that was broken why it was so devastating yeah so that was that was the crux of her character i mean a lot of warrior people might not be that interesting i i didn't feel like she was personally underdeveloped it was more the other characters that yeah didn't grow any... i guess i'm reflecting on or talking about what others have have uh, said yeah but man that's that's her the trust is Six years after that moment, because it was so traumatic for her, it was all about the, not trust, but just sort of the response to broken trust. Mm, yeah. The uh, response to the the effects of broken trust. Yeah, interesting. What did you think about the mother of, uh, that mother villain? God, I, I'm bad with, I'm worse with names in this movie than I thought. Um, the woman who's like the... The Verana, of, I think. Yeah, her, Queen of yeah. Fang. Um, oh, it's Fang. I think it's Fang. Okay. Yeah, I think it is Fang. I'm trying to think. Um, but the point being, they just like, she was just like, welcome back. <laughs> like, when they all went back to heart, it was just like, uh, oh yeah, she's back and it's cool. You mean at the end? Yeah. Oh, like there was no uh, well, she repercussions? St- she she kind of started the whole thing, right? in a way um i I mean 
kind of undoubtedly. She was plotting to steal it for herself um, from the beginning. And then after that, she's the one who wanted to take the dragon and sort of pressured her daughter into doing it, which ended in the dragon dying. Now, it all worked out in the end. Everything kind of, you know, worked out fine. Um, you could say things are even better because the dragons are back. So all's well that ends well. But, I mean, <laughs> what she did was pretty bad. <laughs> and she's just like chilling you know she's back smiling everything's fine i don't know i just i just thought that was interesting they kind of had to just forgive her i guess but i think it would have been maybe yeah. better if she died <laughs> so that they don't have to put her in prison but they also don't have to forgive her you know i suppose <laughs> i mean well she uh well I, I don't know i there's i don't know how you show that well this like, is another movie where there's not really like a villain I don't know who the villain in this movie is. I guess it's her. But then oh, she's just it, well, it's her and her daughter. But it's like a perception of a villain thing, and then the drone is the overall. Or is the um, is the yeah? I guess the yeah. The drone is the enemy, but then there's these micro, you know. Well, there's also like human, uh, the 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 sort of fallenness of human humanity that is also sort of the fallenness. villain. Just yeah, the. The imperfection of humanity and, and the, you know what I mean? Oh, the, the, the fallibility. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's sort of just everyone, everyone's got their sort of weaknesses and that's, I guess, the villain. The thing everything's everyone's kind of fighting against is, you know, nobody wants to be, the reason all these things happen and the reason nobody is willing to take the first step to trust is because nobody's willing to give up their position because they don't think the next person will do it so like at the end of the movie you see where raya has to basically let herself be turned to stone trusting that all the other people will turn themselves to stone as well and then at the end uh you know um, the the villain woman (laughs) will uh, will namari namari will give up the heart to save all of them she Mm -hmm. has to trust that yeah and um and in order to do that you have to trust that you have to be willing to accept that the next person might not do the same for you, but you have to trust that they will. Um, so I guess that that's kind of what they're battling the whole time is this sort of inner um, battle uh, to trust others. Um, yeah, that's kind of how a lot of these movies go is where there's an externalization of the internal. There was a movie that we saw recently that we were trying to figure out who the villain was. I think it was. Is it Frozen 2? Uh, yeah, it was Frozen 2. Yeah, because what the stone creatures, the 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 siren thing, the, like, yeah. there was obstacles in the way, not, not real villains, but um, whatever. That's a different film. I was just curious because I because I think we 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 counted it as a mark against that film. Um, in this one, it doesn't seem to be a problem. It's not even something I thought about until this very moment. So I think that maybe it's not a problem. Well, what's in interesting itself. is that the, like a movie like Soul doesn't really require a villain. It's not that kind of story. But this kind of story kind of it it seems like it should require a villain, but if you were to try to merchandise a villain from this movie, what you know can't choose Namari because yeah. she's not a villain by the end. Well, and it's also I think why what you're hitting on is it's a fantasy film. You know, it's like you expect like you know Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones and those sorts of things. They have Harry sort of, Potter. They have yeah, they have a big bad like a like a Satan a satanic figure. Yeah, um, and we're used to that with. Um, especially the 90s movies, right? The 90s movies yeah. that we see, yeah. Scar, Hades, um, Jafar. These are like, and then, you know, Ursula. You see these big villains and they really are, they they sort of embody evil and you don't have that in this movie. Um, but again, I mean, maybe it would be more complete if it had something like that, maybe. But I, I don't, it, it's not something that left me feeling like it, there was a hole that needed to be filled, really. 
But like you said, as far yeah. as marketing goes, there's nothing there. Yeah, you're not going to sell drone. Like, what's that? It's just a ball <laughs> Big of purple, purple and black and yeah. webbing. And it's... You know, when they're inside the drone at the end um, and they're all getting um, eaten up by it and turned to stone, it yeah. kind of reminded me of um, the end of Soul when he goes in and there's that swirling black, you know, he goes to save 22. Hmm. It's kind. Of, it was kind of like that, actually. It was very similar to me. Um, anyways. I didn't draw the comparison. So, yeah. What do you think of the dragon, Sisu? Visually, audibly, or orally? Visually, fine. Not what I envisioned when I thought last dragon. I, it's, it, but no, no problems, you know. It wasn't what came to my mind. So mm-hmm. I was. it kind of was, when I saw it in the trailer, I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Fine. Um, cool, I guess. Fine. <laughs> it didn't, her character wasn't my favorite, um, yeah. but I didn't hate her either. I wasn't, like, disgusted by it or annoyed or anything. Um, I just, I uh, I found it fine, I guess. I, I think Raya was probably the, the central character and the one I look to the most for you know that i enjoyed the most um i think that she was a good character sisu was um and ultimately necessary but um did you have any thoughts on her i know initially i i think when we watched the trailer you were also concerned about some of the the, the comedy like there's this thing where the dragon says like something about how about a school project and you're like well how would she know about a school project <laughs> stuff yeah, like that yeah I mean, and yeah, it's that how, style of humor. I was wondering if you well, had any thoughts on it's that. It's not in this would be like my only critique of the film and it kind of worked itself out so it wasn't an issue for me by the end, but that coupled with it's it's kind of a part of this other thing I don't like in these when you're building a world, which is what you're doing, and you use modern references frequently, which they did in the voice work, especially with Sisu in between them and you know, I think uh, you know, just the way she spoke was a lot of stuff that you would hear people say today, but like, that's not going to make sense. And in the world, like how, why would they speak that way? Just have them speak English and jokes can be jokes without modern language and modern references, colloquialisms. Well, there's a problem. There's two problems with that. They take me out of the world they're trying to build. Well, so yeah, and that's what I was, there's two problems. One, um, it, uh, when you're trying to build a universe and you have an hour and 40 minutes to do it, like, you can't it's it's difficult to rip somebody out of that universe um and say and say we're gonna you know we're gonna um we're gonna stop your suspension of disbelief so that we can make this joke you know what i mean and uh yeah at the expense of world building and secondly um those jokes how long do they last you know what i mean like how long before they're sort of not a joke that makes sense today um you well, I, I, I thought of that too, but I also thought, well, what what about the older movies? I'm I sure there's like stuff... they didn't have jokes like that, though. But even in the '90s, there probably was. I'm I'm thinking about like Snow White and Pinocchio. They I were know. more like the 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 jokes made sense in the film, so you, all you had to do was watch the first ten minutes, and then you got the joke. Well, or it's like, like a Universal type thing. The Lion King, where the uh, the luau scene is that is that a a, a you know, only makes sense in its time and for a while, or is that going to make sense for a long, long time? I think as long as people are uh, vacationing to Hawaii or talking about it, I feel like that, you know, Hawaiian culture is something that interests people. I think that that'll be a thing that lasts. Is the way that Hades speaks and the jokes he has, is that is that like what we're talking about? Maybe, but that's a very, maybe, 
But that's a very specific type of person that does exist, and I don't know. Maybe that won't exist. By the way, this is me trying to get rid of my like biases and or yeah, yeah. how I'm trending in my criticism of films. I'm trying I to understand. like, am I seeing it with clear eyes? Yeah. And all I know is when I'm watching this movie and, and that happens, I'm like, okay, that, you know, what, I, I see it? teenagers saying that on the internet. Exactly. This is supposed to be like... That's the problem. So like in 20 years from now, when somebody watches it, are they going to be... Wah. I think things move faster now too. Like jokes they, they go do, in that's and out true. of style. So it's yeah. like in a decade, is that are people even going to understand what that means? Like if, because it was some meme on the internet, you know, like how long does that meme on the... And this this joke yeah. specifically actually isn't, isn't the best example of it and I can't think of them off the top of my head mm-hmm. but I've thought before when there's a joke made in the movie where I'm like in five years no one's gonna even know what that means like they're yeah. not like seriously you're gonna watch it and be like what do you want people to wa-? I mean people still watch Peter Pan and and uh, Snow White and stuff so like in a hundred years or whatever because I mean that's what we're talking about with some of those movies like Snow White and stuff is it, it's not a hundred years but it's in the previous it's well into the previous century um are those movies going to are people going to watch those and understand all the humor and all the references there was something that Raya said to Namari before the betrayal of trust i can't remember it now it was it was in the realm of saying something is cray mm. you know which, yeah. which for crazy like yeah it was something like that that i was like wait a minute i know what that means but i don't think my parents would know what that means yeah you know it's just that kind of thing that but anyway with the voice work I was worried about Sisu because that was kind of all you were introduced to is that sort of personality and those little things that, you know, can or cannot, depending on who you are, take you out of the world. And then by the end, I got to see more of her character and she was more dynamic. And there were some serious moments, genuine moments. And so I, I you know, whatever. That's fine. That's part of her personality. And the same with um, Boone, the, the kid on the boat. He, you know, with the raised eyebrow thing and the sort of salesman yeah. pitch he starts with, and it's supposed to be cute, and you're supposed to like him because of that. But eventually, he too became like a normal person. He calmed down. So I was glad to see that. I was worried about it when I saw it. I was like, this is an insufferable character to me. <laughs> but that wasn't all he was. He was being a salesman, and they followed through with that. So that's good. Oh, yeah. I think it all worked out. I, I, I think it was a. Th- this movie, too, gets a lot of points for being original. Like oh yeah, me. big time. Like I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt on a lot of things for being something that isn't a sequel or some weird remake or something. Like, um, and I at the end of it, I told Michaela, I said I can't even imagine them singing during that movie. So I guess that that's fine, <laughs> too. I mean, I like having something to take away from the films that I can enjoy when I'm not watching them. You know what I mean? I think that's part of why I enjoy the music so much from like Moana and stuff is I can, you know, I can listen to that song a couple times a week or those songs yeah. and I can, I don't have to watch the movie, but I can take those away from the movie and, and enjoy them multiple times. Yeah. Sometimes many, I don't, I don't watch the movies because I have the songs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, that's yeah. actually an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. I wonder so, how many others are like that. So, this doesn't have that, but um, I, I mean, I will probably watch it again, and I'll probably watch it again in the next couple of months. I just, um, I'm not scheduling my next viewing. Um, what else? What What other interesting? Well, there's the the con baby. There's the con, which baby. when I first saw it, I it was one of those things. Is this just a gimmicky? Gimmick? When I saw it in the trailer, I was concerned. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, this feels like. But they, to me, in the film, they didn't overuse it. 
it, it, by putting it in the trailer, there was danger of that because we just didn't know. We didn't see the film. They but, almost overused it. Like they they went, and that's not a that's not a critique. They like I think they knew exactly how much and where how the little, line was. Yeah, and, they seemed to dance well, right on on. And I'm glad line. they didn't cross it because it, it allowed me to like the character. Not love, you know. I'm not one of those people who, you know, baby Yoda. I'm excited, not like that. It's Peyton not... thought the baby was hilarious, like the point where it's yeah, like yeah. pants are down or whatever. Well, she there's an audience so. for each of these characters. You yeah. know, you latch onto who you relate with. That's how it goes, um, and that's a that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and oh, and and uh, the girls just love Tuk Tuk. Just loved him. Tuk Tuk. Tuk Tuk. Is that yeah. it? Tuk Tuk. They yeah, kept calling yeah. him Tuk Tuk. I'll let him know. What well, did you have subtitles on? Because that's how it's spelled, but I don't think yeah, I don't think I did. Took. Maybe I did. And well, sometimes I have yeah. subtitles on. It depends. He grew to be quite large. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they loved him when he was really little, but then they they were all worried about him when he like you know towards the end when things are collapsing. He's like helping people escape. He like goes away, and you don't see him for a while. They like Peyton in particular, and she was kind of joking, but she was like, "Where is he? Like, where?" I'm like, "He's gonna be fine." I wonder <laughs> if there's attraction potential with that. Like, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know how you sit people on something like that, but that that could be pretty cool if you could make it work. Yeah. I could see that. That'd be awesome. Animal Kingdom. That's where all the I that's where all the riot stuff is right now. It's like they've oh, really? got they've got all sorts of they have uh Sundays and ice cream cones, like ice cream specials. Really? Oh yeah. For this? Okay. All, all sorts of stuff. Hey, did we we saw one food item in the film, right? Did well no, the jerky, the shrimp <laughs> jerky. thing. And then the the initial, the soup that had ingredients from each of the lands. Ah, uh, yeah. I, and was there anything else they were eating? They were eating something else before that was like gruel. It almost looked like gruel. I don't even know. Um, the thing that she put like spicy stuff on. You know, that, yeah, that, that had shrimp in it. That's what I was referring to. That was Boone, the, the ship kid. What if they, <laughs> since you mentioned the park, what if they did, or what, how would you feel if they did away with Dino Land USA and put a, like a, what what's the land called? You said it earlier. Kumandra. What if they put a Kumandra? I would not be at all shocked if they did that. That could be kind of cool because you have temples in there, and those always look cool, and that fits right in with if Joe Rody were still there, he would totally be into that. Well, I'm, and the I'm thing, certain of the it. thing too, they have is, uh, and you may know this, I don't know, um, when they originally were thinking of the concept of Animal Kingdom what is now pandora was supposed to be like mythical beasts or something that's why mm. on the animal kingdom at least one of them one of the like emblems or whatever uh there's a dragon on it with like wings and stuff and then there's also if you go there's the animals over the entrance you know like the stone mm-hmm. sculptures and there's like an elephant and one of them's a dragon head um like you know just the kind of the front of it like looking down and so something you could see happening i could i could really get behind that because i think there's a lot they could do with water which is a sort of a theme of the film yeah it's always it's present in many different ways and it's important it's integral to the whole stone aspect well and i think it works into like sort of the overall message of uh in a way of um animal kingdom which is just sort of more of a uniting message i think than than the i mean the other parks don't have that at all that's not really their purpose yeah um so I don't know. I think that that's something I could see happening, actually. Yeah, I think that. W- I, I mean, I think that would look really cool. The dragons too. Yeah, definitely have them for merchandise. Well, yeah, those are probably those are... just Sisu, huh? Maybe, maybe they'd have like some of the because there was five, including Sisu. Yeah, like the main ones. Why, yeah. There's four that look very different in in terms of color. That could be a good opportunity for them to um... make a sequel. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. I really hope not. 
I really, really hope See, not. the reason this is why sequels can be really bad, because the story ended. They achieved their goal. Yeah. Now you have to manufacture a new threat. And so it's just like creating two movies with the same character. It's it's just a tough one. But the merchandise... Can I tell you, I thought just, about this the other day. Oh, yeah, go ahead. With sequels, sorry, um, since we're on sequels. Why does it not bother us that there's a Lion King 2 and a um, Aladdin 6 <laughs> And, uh, oh, I've I've given my answer before. Do you have one? Mine seems to be that it, those were kind of straight to VHS, not yes. really taken seriously. They were just everyone kind of knew what they were. The way that the way that Disney market sequels now is like this is just as good as the first one. You have to yeah, this is absolutely. canon. You have to accept this as as part of the universe. I wonder if Toy Story kind of got got that spark going well, you know in why minds. because they were supposed to as you well know toy story was supposed to be straight to vhs and it was toy story 2 toy story 2 excuse yeah. me and it was good enough to where they were like well we just have to this is good and then they did toy story 3 in the theaters and obviously that was good toy story 3 is great right so I mean, it might be better than the second one in my opinion so yeah um, i think that was where they really thought well we could do it audiences are latching on so yeah but i mean yeah the reason the aladdin's and the even the, like the Beauty and the Beast specials or whatever, like they're not theater releases. They're not hyped up. So if you don't hype something up, then you don't have expectations that it's going to be past a certain quality. Like you know what a straight to DVD film mm. is going to be. Yeah. You don't expect that it's going to be an epic, you know, trilogy on the scale of Lord of the Rings. It's not going to be that. It's going to be, you know, a family movie. Probably. I'd even be okay with like a like a, a series or something. They used to do that in the 90s a lot. There's like a Hercules series. There's an Aladdin series. I think there was mm-hmm. even an Emperor's New Groove series. Yeah. Like they did that a lot in the 90s, early 2000s. That I would be okay with. Anyways, I'm just kind of going on a well, tangent. Well, uh, some people thought that this would have been a better story for a series. Or like, a mi- I'm guessing a mini series or something. Cause... Yeah, if you could have done like a 10 episode series, I agree with that actually. Like you make each, maybe. Not... I would do like six to eight yeah, that's fine. Maybe I shouldn't say better because uh, you said better. I'm saying you could have done it um, because you could have yeah. made each episode about like each land. You know, re- well, and then you could have made the characters more. You could have fleshed out the characters yeah. more. But yeah, uh, no, I don't. I don't disagree with that take. I guess that's an emerging style of storytelling in the series, the miniseries, even because uh, you know, in the last twenty twenty five years is when I guess the Sopranos really kind of started it. It was in the early days of this is a long form television series, meaning hour plus episode or, you know, 45 to an hour. Yeah. You know, season after season. And then miniseries were, you know, HBO was kind of out in front on that. But it seems to be the way to go now. People love, I guess the idea was people wouldn't be sticking around for all that content. They were only used to two hour movies and that's it. Or even hour and a half movies. But uh, yeah, well, and then so you've th- got to think about children too. Like, what do children do? Do they sit down and watch shows the way that adults do? And um, is something yeah, like a Raya and yeah. the Last Dragon series is that going to bring in the the money that a movie will? So I guess what I'm saying then is that the with the miniseries or series storytelling, and then just the movies, there you have to have different expectations because you're not going to be able to tell as much of a story in just one movie that has a beginning and end. Than you will in multiple episodes, which yeah. tells the story in more detail over more real time yeah. for us. Well, I'm calling it now. Dino Land USA will be Raya or will be um, Kumandra. Yeah, Kumandra. And, well, it, the like, name fits too. It's uh, yeah. it's all it's all there. I it's going to be there in a decade, no more. And if it doesn't work out, they can um, 
not do it. <laughs> That's yeah. their prerogative, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. it just I I've been watching like I've told you I've been watching these like video blogs and stuff Tim Tracker and other ones and they go into Downland USA and just like half the stuff isn't even open. I know COVID's going on, but like I think one of the roller coasters is gone forever. Um, you know, it just it, it then they have like a Dumbo type is it tri- triceratops spin or something like that you know yeah. it's just not it's just kind of dead and um admittedly like you know it's uninspired expanding for them right now is a, a loaded issue um i guess it's not expansion but you know like turning something over is sort of a loaded problem because you have the situation with money and um you know it might take a few years for them to do something like that, but I could definitely see it. And then, like you said, the merchandise that lives on, that lives on forever and ever. You can you can sell the dragons and uh, tuk tuk dolls for for the until the end of time. Um, yeah, you know it's all I mean? there. I actually like Raya too. No, I do too as a character. I don't know what, how would you. I guess you could do like an action figure or something. Yeah, I mean, you could do different all sorts of different stuff. Really, it's her image and everything. And but she seemed like a strong character. I liked it. You know, I will say I watched. Hercules before I watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Not like back to back, but like a day or two before. I love that movie so much. And that's yeah. the 1972 Hercules in New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Hercules in New York. You guys should watch the bear... F- just search the bear fight scene for Hercules. It is not a Disney movie, but it is worth whatever amount of time it takes to watch. Uh, Hercules in New York bear fight. Nothing better. I mean, really. The best thing you'll ever it's, see. Yeah. Um, no, but Hercules, the animated version, I love that movie. And I wonder, yeah. too, uh, that movie's so great. Um, I know. I was listening to some music today from it, and I thought, I got to watch this again. Dude, off topic, but every time we, uh, 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 what's the song? Gosh, it's totally slipping my mind. Um, Where does it happen? Well, it's when he's, it's his song. Go um, the Distance? Go the Distance, yeah. Just Every time it comes on the car, Whenever me, Michaela, and Peyton are all in the car, we all we just listen to Disney music. Um, she skips it. Michaela does. She hates it. I don't get it. And you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How, how can this happen? I mean, she'll let me. That's listen. one of my favorite songs. I know it's really in good. all of Disneydom. She'll let me listen to the reprise. That's it. Not, is that, what is that? Forty seconds. If I push her on it, she'll let me listen yeah. to the real one too. But I'm just saying, like, Zero to Hero. Zero, she likes that one. She likes. Uh, she doesn't like Meg's song truth. either. She Megara? likes that one. Yeah. Well, she doesn't like... I think they're all good. Oh, yeah. But I have good memories with them, and we are on a side tangent here, but one of them is the... Uh, what's it called? The Phil. His song, One Last Hope, I think. Yeah. Or Our Last Hope. One Last Hope. One Last Hope. Uh, we would listen to songs going down to Disneyland, and, and for some reason, that one reminds me of going really? down... Yeah. I, I don't oh. know what... So it's, in, it's embedded in there for me. That's how it goes. Well... Yeah. I, that was the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. Like I have a, I have an actual memory of seeing it in theaters. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a special movie for me too. The point is, I was wondering if that jaded me a little bit for watching uh, Raya. I was just thinking. Well, and here's here's a, look at that was a genuine, excited conversation about the music of yeah. There's and we don't have any of that for Raya. Yeah. So there is something kind of lacking there. It's just well, it is different though. And the so, other thing that I talk about different fondly, storytelling. Sorry. Yeah, it's a different style. But the other thing I talk about fondly, uh, probably the the two things I talk most fondly about about that movie are one, the music, this is Hercules, and two, the villain. Um, those are my two favorite things about that movie. Um, so it's like, this movie has neither of those. So it'll be interesting to see um, 
what the holdover is, you know, um, long term. Um, uh, we, what we have is the, the beauty of it, which is it can't be denied. It's quite nice to look at. Some of that stuff just looks real. Like you know, they not, always do water so well now. It's, water it's, looks fantastic. But even like when she was going through the desert area um, to find yeah. finally find Sisu, it just looked great. There's like these fallen temples that just look fantastic. And I mean, did you really, see those big cats? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you cats. really got to see them in the in the <laughs> desert. Yeah, those were those were fun ish. The uh, what was it uh, when the when Namari stabbed <laughs> with an arrow uh sisu you know by shooting it out of a crossbow yeah and then she fell and died that and water then, looked fantastic is that what you're gonna say well i was gonna say that it it disappearing or just sort of you know going away mm. was kind of depressing oh <laughs> i was like oh no this would this would be awful <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it was there and then it's sort of just it's stopping it's not there anymore mm. But yeah, I mean, it all, it all looked tremendous. The the scene with the waterfalls and they're yeah. slowly dwindling away. When just when they all look down into the water that Sisu's fallen into, it looks great. It looks like real water. It's crazy. And the stuff the dragons do with the water to mm. revive Sisu was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand why the dragons have the powers they have. Shape-shifting, yeah. uh, glowing, whatever that's for. I mean, was there a reason? I don't know why glowing was even part I of it. I guess it would be handy if you were like in a cave. I guess You couldn't so. see. Uh, and then you yeah, shape shifting. You want to turn the light on. You could turn on. You could make fog in places. That came in handy. It came in handy. I don't think glowing ever came in handy. They used. She used pretty much everything else. Yeah, and and uh, what was the other one uh, to make make, make rain. the rain or bring rain? Hmm. Um, not make it rain, which I was glad to hear they didn't say in the. Film. Oh my gosh, as a joke, yeah, that would have been awful. Yeah, yeah. Good thing they didn't do that, but. <laughs> Those powers, uh, some of them, I'm like, what? Why? Like, no, really, why? In the <laughs> yeah, but I guess we're just given that, and for the point of viewing the story, we just need to know that that's the thing. Well, and maybe it's that they're sort of like gods, you know, like Greek gods. All they okay, sort of have yeah. their powers, and they're that's sort of point. gods on earth. They're divine in some way, like they, Hercules. Yeah, like the the gods are there. You can mm. interact with them. Yeah, and they have that. Yeah, okay, that's a good. That's a good perspective. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's no, not I mean, explicitly stated, but that's just me thinking. No, it makes sense. I agree. Okay. Well, I hope, I hope I agree. <laughs> so, which what's your rating out of ten, Thomas? Let's make it out uh, of 10. probably an eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I settled on a seven point five. Yeah. Which is to say, I enjoyed it. I think that's the IMDb score oh. currently with user reviews. I, yeah, I stole it from them. <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Eight. Eight because uh, I I liked it. Um, and I don't like Disney originals that much anymore. That's not true. I don't like Disney output what they've as been, much. What they've been coming up with lately. Yeah. yeah, well, I just like to, you know, come away with it thinking, that was that was good, I'll watch it again. Yeah, I get it. And and, I, uh, I will watch it again. Yeah. I just don't know when. Zootopia, I didn't quite get that feeling. It was like, that was good. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between Zootopia. I know I keep comparing these two, but Zootopia and Moana for me. When I walked out of the theater from Moana, I was like, I really liked that. I really liked it. Music. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I I didn't feel that way about uh, Raya, but I did feel like it had more potential for like uh, staying power than maybe a Zootopia did for me, with personally. I'm noticing in my mind. I'm I'm going back through Moana, Frozen, this film. Does it seem there's a trend of making the villains something that's more ethereal and not a tangible person? Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Because in Moana, who's the villain? It's not a person. It's there's something to overcome, right? It's the. I mean, there's Taka. 
but Hurt, that turns but, out know. to not even be a villain. It turns out to be a misunderstood thing. Who's the Who's the 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 mountain woman? Tafiti, yes. Mm-hmm. Not really a villain. See, I can remember those names. I don't know what's what's wrong with me. Um, it, I think it's sort of built into the <laughs> not really the songs, but she says it a lot. I can remember the grandma saying "taka" like that. That's part <laughs> of why I think. So, anyway, well, yeah, this ethereal villain thing intangible there's that giant crab yes tomatoa uh well, let's see is utopia is there a villain there's the lion i really no just, wait no not I the lion it turns out to be the lamb who, spoiler alert i don't the lamb <laughs> that's how often i've seen it i don't know who the you're lamb talking about. turns out so they the lion gets in trouble he's the mayor or whatever and he gets in trouble for like <laughs> i don't know turning turning some of the animals evil but then it turns out the lamb was his secretary. She was behind the whole thing. <laughs> I got to watch that again. Yeah. I'm so out of the loop on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, all you need to know, really. <laughs> do you think there's a value in doing an intangible villain? Or uh, not villain even, but I think but it ob- can be done it's well. Like a, it's like an obstacle more than a villain. I wouldn't do it as a rule. You know, I wouldn't make that like, that's how we're going to do movies now. Do you think there's a historical thing going on with that? Like you had Hitler, Mussolini, you know, Stalin. These are individuals who you could as a country overcome it's a thing we don't do that as much anymore i but i think even in with, ancient stories there's generally like a like a, that could a be. big bad that's that being be, conquered yeah. not not it's not an idea it's it's the idea is embodied in an, an evil person okay so yeah so you take the intangible make it tangible by putting it into a person yeah yeah that makes sense i mean that's definitely helpful in in remembering it and visualizing it well, yeah, because I think like Hades and, and Jafar, and, and I think actually Hades, Jafar, and... and uh, Gaston. And, well, not Gaston, actually, but um, Scar. Mm-hmm. They're all sort of this like embodiment of like cor- corruption that hasn't been dealt with. They're, they're sort of like this... Like when you watch those movies, especially knowing what you know, you're just like, God, the king is being such an idiot. Like mm-hmm. Zeus is just laughing along with Hades while Hades is like clearly pissed. And like if if Zeus just paid closer attention to that, it's almost like... The lesson there is like pay closer attention to things and you know like but it's embodied in a villain like like look out for things that might come might end up biting you you know and deal with them um, yeah and there's and but that's embodied in a person so when you watch zeus goof around with hades and hades is clearly plotting his demise like anyone can see that it's like frustrating and when you see like jafar is tricking the sultan into like all kinds of stuff you're just like god that guy is such a buffoon and then there's this point where Mufasa goes to Scar and Scar's like talking back to him and and he's not willing, he's not paying close enough attention. Like he's threatening him, but he's not really doing anything about it. And that ultimately leads to him being killed. And he does, and he trusts him later, which which results in his demise. You know, it's this sort of, anyways, it's all built into a character that like, you know, you're not really paying close enough attention to the things on the outskirts that need to be paid attention to, and they're they're coming yeah. back to get you. Um, there's an idea here of something like that in this movie and in Frozen Two. Um, not that exact theme, but something you know, a problem, a human flaw, and it's not embodying the person; it's just there. What I'm noticing, at least this film, Ryan the Last Dragon, is that it's humanizing the person you perceive to be the villain. Yeah. Where I mean, Scar, uh, Jafar. Gaston R. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All these, they're like, when you're done with them, you're done with them. There's yeah. no humanizing them. Mm-hmm. 
you have to overcome that I'm done with them in Namari and work with her. You have to see her, trust that she's a human, has similar interests. You know, you have to treat her as something other than just the other, who's a villain and must be stopped. So there's a humanizing element there, which actually is a pretty good, pretty good lesson if 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 it's picked up on and done correctly. I think they do it fine. Oh, I'm just saying, um, like it, it's yeah, yeah, it's something, and you know, because that's that actually seems like something that we don't get as much in those '90s films. It's it's once the villain or enemy is taken care of, that's it. There's no, you know, redeeming them. Yeah, and yeah, in the case of Namari, this is someone who has behaved according to the circumstances she grew up in. Yeah. Because that's where the betrayal came from. Um, I doubt that it was her idea. Uh, and then and then she's so she's just a human who has these circumstances she came from, and then it's the trust that transcends that, and especially in this area that becomes, again, Kumandra. Fair enough. Yeah. Anything else, Thomas? Have you said your piece on Ryan the Last Dragon? No, I like what I just said. I'm going to be done with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, I think I'm done as well. I did enjoy it, and I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again whenever that is. And I'm looking forward to the uh, upcoming uh, Kumandra in Animal Kingdom, which is coming shortly, of course. Yeah, it's going to be well great. Know. A lot of water. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.